Welcome to Moms Who Say the F Word with your hosts, Paris and Courtney, the two mom friends you didn't know you needed. pleased to bring you another fun episode of Moms Who Say the F Word. We would absolutely love it if you would give us a five-star rating wherever you have found our podcast. Now on with the show. So can we like not be 12-year-olds today? No. Mm-mm, no. So before <laughs> we even started recording, Courtney decided to stand up and give me a boob shot. And uh. she thought I missed it. And when she sat down, I'm like, titty, titty, titty. No. <laughs> No. I think I think we have to explain like before we actually start recording these we talk for like a long period of time because well that's what we do and <laughs> we uh, waste all the good stuff on each other <laughs> and we don't record any of it for you people Mm-mm. so yeah no, sorry um but can I just tell you how excited I am this this whole quarantine business very little things make you happy right like the very little simple things and we actually have sunny weather we have had rain up here in Oregon for like, I would swear it's been 54 days straight, but I know it technically hasn't been that long. So yesterday was our first um, semi-sunny day. It did rain in the afternoon and I was like enjo- enjoying, I was working on the lawn with my husband and it made me happy, which is weird. <laughs> Wait, being with your <laughs> husband or being outside and being I mean, able to be in the sun? Working on the lawn. I was actually doing like gardening. Like I garden. I have my garden, which I'm sure is going to fail this year because I haven't done a whole lot of work with it. Because yeah. I, Hi, friends. I don't go to Home Depot like it's the end of the world, like everybody else is building their apocalypse shelter. I know. No. What the fuck? I have no idea. I have not gone. So typically I, so I start certain things from seeds. They don't always do well. And then I say, okay fuck it. I'm going to go buy starters. (laughs) Yeah. Which still, I'm like, what the fuck is a starter? It's something that's already grown a little bit, basically. Anyways. So you buy weeds? That's cool. It's not a weed. (laughs) Anyways, this is, I can't talk to you about gardening. I know. So I am am used to gardening, but like I was actually doing all this like work with my husband on the lawn, which I hate doing the work on the lawn, but I want the lawn to look nice. Well, my husband went outside yesterday too, and because I do not do any type of outside, out I don't go to the outside usually, but um, he got go these new. The <laughs> I don't go to the outside. He, which so this time frame of us being locked down, I'm like, this is cool. I prepared my whole life for this. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, he went out and he got new clippers. I think they were like eighty bucks for these electric clippers. Oh my gosh, it was like the best toy he's ever bought apparently because he did our entire backyard. He did our front yard, which it looks amazing. He did our neighbors, any any like neighbors that were like their plants were like close to where he was standing. He was like, oh, I'll get you too. I'm gonna go ahead and clip <laughs> you too. I mean, did the neighbors want that done? Have no idea. If they live in, listen to this podcast, they're gonna find out. Oh, that's why my trees look like they got mugged. Yeah, because oh, my crazy husband went out there and clipped the shit out of their stuff, too. <laughs> That's amazing. He was just so excited. I don't know. They what is with it. men, though? Yeah, like, what's with men and the toys they get at Home Depot? My husband buys so much random shit that he uses, like, one time yeah. from Home Depot, but he swore he needed to buy it. And I'm like, why? Wasn't there, like, a different way to do this where we didn't need to buy another fucking thing that has to go in our shed? I don't understand. Yeah, and it's never cheap. It's always some expensive-ass shit that's, like, a one-time use, one time a year or whatever. Or it could just be a one-time use. But I'm like, hello, like, be nice to it so we can return it. Keep the receipt, (laughs) motherfucker. I just... 
I try not to say anything because then he can't say shit to me when I go get a pedicure. Mm. So, yeah, that's there's that. That's true. So, wasn't this your first week of homeschooling? I mean, well, no. So technically, I I have to back up in my head. She's got her head uh, like her eyes are I, like up in the sky right now. I know you guys can't see I'm it, looking, so I'm giving them the visual right now of her I'm looking thinking. at my. <laughs> I'm looking at my imaginary calendar. Um, that's that's clear. You can't like. There's nothing actually there. No, we've been so we've been what home for three weeks now. Two of those weeks, I was coming up with some sort of curriculum for my kids. One week was spring break, and I let them run amok. They didn't burn the house down, so we that was a win. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But uh, it you know it's been going all right. There is just a ridiculous amount of material that you can find online. You know, and mm-hmm. I I get it. Like if you're a homeschooling parent kudos to you bitches like yeah, I that. that is not me that. it is not who I am and I you know and I realize like for the super like like super people that are homeschooled that aren't even like doing um like online academies or whatever they mm-hmm. actually have to go out and figure out their own curriculum someone doesn't hand it to them they have to figure it out and I'm like that's that see I always knew I didn't want to homeschool this is bullshit yeah no no. So I actually have um, this week now the teachers are doing supplemental learning where we work through Google Classroom, which is great. And then I don't know what's happening next week, dude. Shit changes day to day. Google this Classroom. Is dude, is there anything that Google doesn't do? I mean, for reals. No. And you know what is hilarious is that I actually have my 11-year-old informing me of things that Google is doing because huh. I didn't fucking know. Have you heard of Duo? Oh my god, it's so weird that you would mention that because I just found out about it this week. How weird is that? Like some other mom was like, "Do you have Duo?" I'm like, "Yes, I have fucking Duolingo." What are you talking about? She goes, "No, no, <laughs> not Duolingo." She's like, "Duo, it's Google's app." And I'm like, "Oh my fucking god, how many apps do we fucking need?" I mean, for reals. Like I have so many new apps oh, since this quarantine. I've added like seven or eight different apps to help my oh, life yeah. to be more yeah. indoors. <laughs> I don't know. It's the dumbest fucking thing ever. Indoors. I know. I don't know. I kind of see the Google Duo being almost the answer to like FaceTime, like Apple FaceTime, because I have a lot of family that have Samsung that Mm -hmm. don't use Apple. So we would have to use Skype. And like, that's okay, right? Skype's fine. But I have to tell you that the Google Duo is actually more clear. I don't know why. Don't ask me why. um, Are you able to, and maybe you don't know this, but because, I mean, I've only entertained this whole thing for a week and I don't think I've actually used it myself. My kid has mastered it already, so maybe I should be asking him, but does it have conferencing like capabilities? Do you know this? I have no idea. See? (laughs) Great. I don't. I don't fucking know. So if you I guys are not listening the to us, maybe you major. shouldn't listen to us anymore because clearly we, we're not up with the times. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I, clearly my 11-year-old is teaching me about apps and things that, yeah. But we, you, so yeah, we use Google Classroom and I don't know how deeply the kids have used it, but my, my middle minion, he clearly knows how to use it. My youngest is, eh, she's kind of getting it. They haven't worked in there as much. Yeah. And then, <clears throat> sorry. My allergies are killing me, people. I don't have COVID. I'll just clear that it's up. Not real quick. <coughs> it's, it's not the Rona. It's not the Rona, but man, it's it's like allergy season. So up in Oregon, which is like the worst timing ever. If you cough or sneeze, someone looks at you and they think you're threatening them with a gun. Like, They're what like, is that? Oh no, it's the Rona. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. My oldest has a whole different like platform online that he's doing. I don't even I don't I don't even know what he's doing. He's just doing it. Yeah. No. So there's that. 
So you know what I'm really salty about in this whole stay at home, like, bullshit? Like, okay, first of all, I want you guys to know, you can't see me, but I'm totally wearing a Santa shirt right now. She totally is. <laughs> she, you know, we, I, I am reminded of, I want to say it was our Halloween podcast where she gave me shit for wearing my Christmas PJ bottoms because yeah. I, they're comfortable. And here she is wearing a shirt with Santa's legs sticking out of the to pocket. To be fair, though, it's not it's not Easter yet, so it's not like I'm wearing the Santa on the Easter day. You know, it's what I mean? still April, friend. Uh, I know, but okay, I just <laughs> not December at all. I saw the shirt hanging in my closet, and I was like, "You look really nice and soft. I should wear you today." I don't even care that Santa's on it. <laughs> but what I'm, I'm salty, I'm salty <laughs> about is that I have not mastered the top bun, which. Thank God you guys can't see me right now because, number one, I have minimal makeup on, just lipstick. And, number two, I have this bun that was supposed to be this perfect, like, perfect bun thing with, you know, the sock. You know, the sock top bun. Anyways, I have yet to master the top bun thing that these bitches know how to do. And they they make it look all, like, messy and it still looks cute. I haven't mastered that, so I, I don't know. Okay, number one, mm. I didn't realize that you ever did hair that was messy. <laughs> number two have you seen it though look at there's a I hole. mean right now this is probably the first time yeah, I've ever seen look, your hair messy look hi yeah that, that is a, that is a hole yeah I wish you guys could all see this there's yeah. a big hole it's a, it's in the a bun. big hole in my hair right now but yeah, number two oh I fixed it like <laughs> I thought you did all your shit with like bobby pins on your own okay, I don't understand there are bobby pins in there but it didn't co-op it's not it's fucked anyway stop fixing your hair I know no I'm like it. watching the video right now <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like why isn't it fucking dude this working? is like the good news you don't have to go anywhere i have not worn my hair down <sighs> oh my in God. three weeks i also have not worn makeup in three weeks see we're opposite I there feel... i like to wear my hair down i just wore it up yeah, because i cleaned well, out my do. garage that's yeah, no reason. i don't yeah i'm not a fan yeah and i didn't want to have to wash it again because garages are gross why are garages so gross <laughs> Because like it's where, where all the dirt cars. goes. I, you know, that must be what it. Well, and it's windy as fuck here in Nevada, so any amount of dirt off the road and everything just comes right into your garage. So, anyways, I feel like you guys don't have a lot in your garage, anyways, though. No, we don't. Okay, <laughs> but this is a whole conversation my husband and I had today because we're thinking about getting, uh, you know, those top racks in your garage mm-hmm. to put storage yeah. because. <sighs> I love my husband so much, and he bought these fancy-ass bikes for us, which, <laughs> by the way, today, friends, was the first day I ever got on a bike since 1989, and I did not mm. fall, but I do not turn, apparently, either. Oh, God. Just so you know, I don't know how to turn. I freaked out and put my flip-flops down. It was bad. Oh, and. Wait, why are you riding your bike in flip-flops? Okay, I know you told me not to wear flip-flops. And I found out why today, friends, that she told Uh. me this. Because the second I put, okay, the first foot went on the pedal. I was like, okay, I'm good, right? I went to go lift the second foot onto the pedal. And I swear to God, the fucking back of the flip-flop got caught underneath, like, what do they call them? Spokes or whatever. I don't know, but I freaked out <laughs> and I panicked and I almost fell because I freaked out so bad. And uh, thank God my husband was like way ahead of me. So he didn't see my, my chaos happening behind him. Cause I, by the time he saw me, I was like, Psh, I got this, whatever. 
I mean, I literally sent you like 14 pairs of pink tennis shoes you could buy. She did. She did. And I'm just, I'm not a tennis shoes girl. I mean, I had like a pair of tennis shoes from high school all the way into my 30s. That was the only pair of tennis shoes I ever owned. I finally. But you also weren't a bike rider either. No, no, I'm not a out. I told you I don't go to the outside. <laughs> it's not my well, thing it's, to do. Well, it's time. Uh, clearly, I need to buy you a pair of tennis shoes or something because no. this is ridiculous. Have you never stubbed your toe on asphalt before? No. What? Yeah. Yeah. I've done that. No. Like the one time I ever rode, like I was a kid and I rode my bike without my shoes on because I thought it was a really smart thing to do. And my <laughs> foot slipped and it like my big toe slid along the asphalt. Guess what, friend? My nail was not the same for years. It was the worst experience ever. That's what's going to fucking happen to you, especially because you can't turn. You need to get yourself some fucking sneakers and just stop being prissy. And why did I hear, what is that Jeff Dunham puppet? Like that always, another left turn, that guy. <laughs> yes, I was like uh, saying it in my head uh, what because is his name? that's the only way Shit. I could kind of turn was left. Junior. I was too afraid to go right because I thought I was going to fall. And I'm like, okay, this bike riding business is not happening. And my husband goes, well, babe, you better figure this out before, um, you know, like next week because I want to go on bike rides to my parents' house. I'm like, hold on, motherfucker. They live like 20 houses up. I can't do that. That's far. <laughs> it's, not, it's not that far. That's fucking far. I can't it's do it. So anyways, you know. You need to relax. I don't know. Maybe maybe if I lived in Oregon, you know, I would be more of a bike rider, you know, but I just. I'm All not, the people are the I'm bike not riders here. here. No. But speaking of Oregon, today, my wine of choice, I am drinking, which, by the way, Courtney deemed it necessary to give me shit as soon as I put the wine glass up to my mouth. And she's like, oh, friend, are you drinking? And I looked at my phone and I'm like, bitch, it's 330. <laughs> <laughs> I... I, my day is all jacked up. I was I napping. And, yeah, I this know. bitch took a nap. I'm texting sure her. I'm like, hey, when are we recording? Crickets for like hours. Finally, she wakes up. She goes, hours. oh, shit. I woke up. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> it's 2.30. You just woke up? Are you kidding me I got right nowhere now? to go. Uh, okay, same. so naps but are I, like I was awesome. very crafty today. And then I cleaned out the garage. But anyway, so I'm drinking out of a glass that my... um. My friend, our friend, Arkin, gave me. It's called, it says, Mom, it ain't easy. I'm like, oh, where have you been in my life? Why have you not come into my life sooner? <laughs> so anyways, clearly the, wine, the wine's getting to you. Yeah, and uh, I almost spilled the wine on me. Did you see that? Like, I sloshed no, the glass and it was but we like, would have had oh, to, like, completely stop recording if that happened. It, that. Well, it would have went on my shirt, so I would have just sucked the wine out of my shirt. Because, uh. anyways. <laughs> so anyways, this wine I'm drinking is from your neck of the woods. It's from, okay, I'm going to totally say this wrong. Because somebody at Disneyland corrected me, and I can't remember how he said it. But I call it Willamette Valley. Apparently, oh it's not Willamette Valley. I got schooled no. on the Disneyland bus from this guy who was like, I'm from Portland. That's not how we say it. I'm like, well, no. motherfucker, I'm from Las Vegas, okay? I come from where glitter and strippers happen. I don't know how to pronounce shit. Like, it's leave Willamette. me alone. Willamette. Willamette. That sounds... I'm sorry. That sounds... No. That doesn't sound nice. Does it sound say better than Willamette? Willamette, Willamette. Are you uh, kidding me? I'm, Willamette sounds better. It, I don't care what you say. <laughs> it sounds like a place where they slaughter lambs. Anyways, they so, might. <laughs> anyways, so this wine not a sponsor, but I would really appreciate it if they become a sponsor um, because they actually are the owners of the Vegas Golden Knights as well. But they own this winery. It's called uh, Four Graces. Oh, I, I love, love it. Um, and this is their. You guys don't have a lot of whites, white wines no. up in no. Oregon. No, our valley is. is mostly reds. Yeah, yeah, no. Four Graces has great white. 
This is, yeah, it's a, this one's the, I think it's the Pinot Blanc or something like that. Mm-hmm. I love that oh, one. It is amazing. So if this you're ever up in, in slaughter lamb country, you should go there. <laughs> God, we just I can't pronounce everybody. it because I can't pronounce it. It looks like Willamette Valley to me. And it's Willamette. 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 I'm going to get this right. Anyways, I'm Paris. Okay. I'm the tiger mom <laughs> to one cub and married for 10 and a half years. I am pretty sure this quarantine time is making me a better wife and a mother, but I really miss the freedom of getting away from those two. Just saying. <laughs> be honest. I have been visiting Pinterest more and thinking that this whole thing might be a marketing ploy by them and Michaels and Joann's and Hobby Lobby. <laughs> they are all in on this for sure because all these bitches are getting super crafty. I'm just saying. And I'm Courtney, the mom to three, ranging from high school to elementary school. Like, for reals, next year I realize I will have one in each school, elementary, middle, and high school. And I have decided I'm completely giving up on any type of volunteer work because I just do not have time for all that. (laughs) That's three different schools. Um, I've been married for 12 years, and thankfully my husband is considered essential, so we aren't trying to kill each other during this whole quarantine business. That's good. Yeah, he's not home all day, so... (laughs) Um, So let's talk about one big thing that Paris and I have in common. Little boys for kids. Yay. So, yes, I grew a penis inside of me for nine months. Just in case anybody wanted to know. I am kind of proud of that, okay? They don't teach you that in school, how to grow a penis. No, they they can teach you how to grow basil, but not a penis. I did it magically. I'm just saying. (laughs) Anyways, though, I did not find out that he was actually a boy until the doctor screamed it's a boy when he was born so you know I immediately at that moment looked at my husband and said I win (laughs) because I really wanted a boy and my husband really wanted a girl I know that sounds crazy since most couples are opposite on this but boys don't leave their mamas I'm just saying and that and I remember being a little girl and I was an asshole so no thank you I did not want a little mini me fuck that man I would have loved that that would have been great (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I'm pretty sure I've told you the story uh I think so of when I found out that my oldest minion was going to be a boy it was so weird but because let's be real I am the furthest thing from a girly girl there is like I am not like that at all uh, but when I was pregnant with my first, I was like super scared, uh, you know, general in general, first kid. And, and I was younger. Um, so when the 12 week ultrasound hit and there he was in all his glory, I cried like I hysterically cried. I was so upset about it. And all I could think of was like, I had no idea what I was going to do with a boy like at all. Um, and of course, I should have been that good person like others and just said, oh, I just wanted a healthy baby. I mean, sure. I wanted a healthy baby, a baby girl. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, you know, everybody says that, though, but secretly, people have a preference, all right? I know they do. So, haters, y'all can fuck off. Uh, you are not a bad person, Courtney. You know this. But, you know, I had a hard time with the thought of being responsible for another human being. Didn't care what it was, you know, because I kill plants. I kill fish. Not on purpose. I just do. <laughs> you know, a baby I thought was going to for sure be doomed with me as a mother. But come on, your first baby... It seemed like you were a natural at it. Uh, well, I appreciate that. I don't know about <laughs> all that. But, I mean, all that changed, of course, once he was born. And having a boy was, like, so sweet and wonderful. So when I had my second and he was also a boy, I was thrilled. Now, my third, my girl, I mean, love her dearly. But she's the one thing that made sure that I didn't have four kids. <laughs> 
But however, though, I have to say that having a girl has really helped me. I have that chance to see things from both perspectives. And I I honestly thought before having kids that the thing I would have to worry about the most was having a girl would be like the most worrisome. But it turns out that I have just as many fears about my boys. Yeah, I only have the one. You guys all know this. And I will say, it's a little scary to not know everything that's going on with him. Because, hello, I'm a girl. Um, I think. Yes? Yes, I am. Anyways, he has emotions that are way, way different than a girl. Yet, he's still, you know, pretty emotional. And it can be a roller coaster at times for me and him. So... Well, and I think we have to remember that, like, society has built men up to not have emotions, or at least that they shouldn't show them, because if they do, they're weak, or something on those lines. And so when you have little boys, who are at times, they're completely over overly emotional, it's super fun to deal with that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I feel like we, with parents, we, we walk this super fine line. I by no means want my boys to think having true emotions is a bad thing, and yet they see, like, what society expects from them. So... Uh, but as parents were then tasked to like teach them about these emotions and feelings and they have to somehow like com- combat the stigma, I guess, around their gender. Yeah. So my friend Raina, she told me about this amazing book that I immediately went and bought on Amazon. Thank you, Amazon, <laughs> which mm-hmm. is called Guy Stuff, the Body Book for Boys. It's by Dr. Kara Natterson, also not a sponsor, just saying. <laughs> and they also have one for little girls. Uh, I think it's I think it's like, I know Courtney went and looked it up. It's like sponsored by like American Girl or something like that. So yeah. And it's not the same as the boy one. No. Kind of threw me off. There's multiples for the girls, but there's only the one for the boys. Yeah. Which really, we're not going to get into Uh, that. (laughs) So anyway, so my husband has been reviewing the chapters with him and I will say that it has changed my son's thinking after having them read it together. He is super aware of things and, you know, like why he has to brush his teeth properly and keep up with his hygiene and drink plenty of water. It also covers the things that I'm not willing to even talk about, but it's a great, it has got great real illustrate. Why can't I speak today? I don't have the wine. Rona. I don't. Oh, it's the wine. It's not Rona. Um, <laughs> but it's got it's great. <laughs> it's got great illustrations, and the way it's written is perfect for our young men in our lives. I, you know, being female myself, I can't remember boys at my age, like in school, being all crazy emotional. I just, I honestly don't really remember that. But then again, how would I actually know? I mean, because right. I wasn't in their minds. So as my boys get to the ages that I do remember, because obviously I'm not remembering first and second grade friends. I mean, I don't know how far back your memory goes, but my kids sucked out most of my brain. So, I, you know, thinking about like middle school and high school and stuff. But as they get to those ages and they start comparing. They're, they're like combating like fear or sadness, loneliness and anxiety. I'm like, wait, hold up. What? Like, shouldn't you be chill and not care about all this drama? Nope. Mm-hmm. They totally do. Like, didn't even see that coming. <laughs> I think the big miss that's a big misconception with boys. In my opinion, they might be even more emotional than girls. And that's not a bad thing. What is a bad thing is how we tell them to navigate those emotions. I think in general, we have to think about this and lump kids together, right? Because they all do have the same types of emotions. They just all happen at different ages. Because I always thought my daughter would be the most emotional. And I I could tell you that she's not the most emotional. She has her own demons and they need to be exercised once in a great while. But that's also just her personality. She just has that different type of personality where my boys, a lot of it does seem to stem from hormones and like the stress of growing up and 
you know, my daughter's the youngest. So eventually we will get to that point, but they're going to be the same types of emotions. They're not different for boys and girls. They're having the same thing. Right. So I think the reason that boys that I have known in my past, and I mean all the boys and men that I've known in my past, just saying, are full of emotions that are not always shown through until like a breaking point, right? So whether that be happiness, sadness, or anger, it's always some like fucking extra level that leaves us girls thinking, what in the fuck just happened? (laughs) So case in point, my husband at Disneyland, okay? So it's the funniest fucking shit ever to watch him. I say that Disneyland is my happy place all the time, but my husband gets so excited once that ticket is scanned and we are inside the gates. He's as giddy as a little girl getting to race through the park and get to that ride. You know what I mean? That's his extreme level of happy. That's what I mean, like by that, you know, gauging the levels. Um, And it's amazing to see, but, you know, like he, I feel like men in general don't get to society wise get to show those emotions big time when they want to because of judgment well and that's kind of the problem right so it it comes into healthy behaviors like we have to explain to kids what the healthy behaviors are and how and how to deal with the emotions they're having where society is teaching boys and men in general to ignore things like sadness you don't you're a man you're tough you don't need to be sad like that and then that builds 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 until it becomes into something else so you know i think that boys just like girls need to be taught about emotions and how to handle them because if they're not then that's where the explosions come from and honestly friend i think disneyland brings out the best in everyone (laughs) you don't agree with me people i don't care fight me my husband is the (laughs) exact same way when we go and you know how he is with it you know friend how he is with his emotions he rarely does he ever smile or laugh but we're at disneyland that's all he does So, and and my boys, they definitely live their best lives there. So I don't care. I think Disneyland brings the best out in everybody. Yeah. I don't know, friend. There are some Disneyland haters out there and those are the fuckers that, you know, didn't get any love or attention as a child. Just kidding. (laughs) I'm sure you did, but I'm also sure that you are all well-adjusted serial killers. I get it. (laughs) They probably also don't cry at those damn uh, Sarah McLaughlin, those stupid animal rescue commercials. You know, I bet you they don't cry at those either. They're total serial killers. So I agree with you. I can't with those commercials. I really can't because they're the saddest fucking things ever. Like I, as soon as I hear, you know, what is it? You will remember Yeah, and I'm like, no, click, click. No, no, I can't. The puppy's missing an eye. I get it. I get it. I need to be sad. But anyways, Mm -hmm. back to boy talk. (laughs) Yeah, I think another misconception I think about boys is that they're, they're not, they're not always the emotional aggressor they are made out to be either. That really bothers me. So that's probably been one of the hardest parts of raising boys, especially ones with like kind and like tender hearts. I have been faced with more than one instance of having to teach my son um, how to handle being manipulated and lied to hmm. by girls he was around. Yeah. And it's like, I'm, and I'm not saying all girls are bad, just like not all boys are angels. None of them, re- none of them really are. But come hmm. on, people, you need to be better about knowing who your kids are. Right. So I always wonder, though, do we think our kids are sweet and others think that they're assholes? Maybe. I don't know. I mean, our kids, let me be clear, are very sweet. Not saying that they're not, but there are kids that we know that are not nice. So are their parents even aware that their kid is the not nice kid in class? I always wonder that. 
this is probably going off subject, but <laughs> friends, you realize we live in a society where parents argue with teachers when their kid doesn't get the grade they want. Like we both have seen kids act like complete assholes in front of their parents. And we have to wonder like, why in the fuck are they not teaching their kids some manners? Like it, it does. I don't understand that. And so when parents don't step in and they don't tell little Johnny to stop being a dick, like if it's, if your kid is in trouble at school over and over for, for various shit, guess what friends? It ain't the teachers. It's your spawn. It just is. Okay, well, all right. Well, crap. I'm guilty. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. I have argued a few of my son's grades, not going to lie. But they weren't because he didn't do the work. It was because he didn't speak up for himself and get the work turned in, which I have had so many fucking conversations with this kid. I can't even count how many times to speak up for himself and to not be afraid. But I've had this issue since, oh my God, since he was little. Uh, you know, a kid would be mean to him and then he would come home with scratches or bruises. And I would say, buddy, why didn't you tell the teacher? And his reply was he didn't want to bother the teacher or he didn't want to get the other kid in trouble. It's aggravating, but it's, it's oh. what I've dealt with. No, there's a line, I think, you know, when they're young and they're still learning to self-advocate, it, it's our, obviously it's our job to advocate for them. Mm -hmm. And we're in that process of teaching them that, of course, of how to self-advocate. Um, one of mine will never speak up either. So that's, you know, and then the other, he handles the school business without me even knowing most of the time, which is amazing. <laughs> um, but if I question something due to fairness or I'm confused, I will contact a teacher. Look, I, and I'm not saying that kids don't do things wrong once in a while. Of course they do. But my kids, like my boys at least have now my daughter too. I shouldn't be a jerk to her, but <laughs> we're talking about boys, but my boys have literally never been given a negative word by a teacher or an administrator or anything like that. So if you get calls constantly, cause your kid can't stop kicking other kids, like that's when I think there's time. It's time to reevaluate whether your kid's a dick. Oh, for <laughs> sure. For sure. You know, and all kids do shit wrong once in a while. You know, all of my cubs past teachers would always say just how perfect he was. And I would eye roll and say, you mean there's not one thing you could improve on for this kid? You know, nope. Nope, they never had anything wrong with this kid. <laughs> but I try to find things to make him do better. Just because in life, not everyone is going to like you and be your fan, right? I mean, it would be no, wonderful if my child went through life, you know, with everything being amazing. But that's not realistic. Well, he's perfect, so we don't have to really worry okay, about that. Okay, see, this is the problem. See, Courtney <laughs> is part of the motherfucking problem with my kid. <laughs> Oh my I'm, God. I'm, I'm part of the problem. She, no, you I, are. Here's the, <laughs> here's the deal. There, there is making mistakes or doing something wrong once because you didn't know. Like you didn't understand. You didn't know what you were doing wrong. Or you reacted out of rashness. Because again, we're talking about kids and hormones and all this stuff. But then there's learning from those mistakes because a teacher or a parent corrects you. It is a whole different thing when a kid is just a shit all the time. <laughs> and I just typically look at it this way. I can only control my children, their actions and their reactions to others. I work on teaching them healthy ways of handling situations. And when they go like too far, those situations and they can't handle them anymore, then I have to step in. So speaking of stepping in, <laughs> one of the biggest things that keeps me up at night with having a boy um, is knowing that someday there's going to be a girl that comes along with her whole purpose in life being to break my son's heart. Yep. Been there. Done that. It sucks balls. Yeah. I can't even comprehend how I will take that moment. And I know my husband's listening to this right now. <laughs> 
<laughs> and he's like, Lord, help that girl for reals, you know, or how I'm going to console my kid when that happens to him. You know, my parents could have cared less about my breakups when I was a teenager. I don't know how yours were, but mine could have gave they 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 couldn't be bothered with me. But, you know. I would have to cry alone in my room, which I am sure I wanted to be left alone anyway, because remember, I'm the asshole teenage girl. So, but you know, not really. I was a pretty good kid. And if my daddy is listening right now, hold your eye roll. Okay. It's, you know, I was good. Damn it. (laughs) But anyways, (laughs) but I just don't know how emotionally I'm going to handle it, let alone, you know, my poor little boy. It's so hard because in the beginning when it's just like, boyhood crushes you so badly want to tell them that it that it doesn't really matter in the scheme of things however just a word of advice to y'all out there that is the wrong answer (laughs) there really aren't great words to handle the situation i think the best thing we can do as parents is just to be there and to listen to them keep an open door policy because you always want your kids to know that they can come to you to talk and get advice you know, with my oldest, when this has happened, he was so young. And at least in my, you know, at least in my mind, I, he still is. And I was just let him be sad and then explain to him that the person he was thinking of just wasn't one for him, like wasn't the one for him or wasn't who he thought they were. My God, at that point in your life, though, no one can tell you it's not a big deal when you are the teenager, right? So that is one thing I will always remember. It's like the whole world is fucking imploding when you are dumped or or you're doing the dumping or you get dumped, whichever you are on that side of the world. Um, But it's having to face all the friends the next fucking day who, of course, Mm -hmm. they want to know all the fucking details and all you want to do is be left the fuck alone yeah yeah and it's, it's, it hasn't changed since we were kids right <laughs> it's the same fucking thing mm-hmm. um my other issue with raising boys and i mean oh hell kids in general but boys specifically because that's what we're talking about is the speed of maturity i have watched as my boys have been left in the dust when it comes to maturity in the sixth grade i heard from my son about how kids were already dating at what? 12 yeah like what i had to have him explain to me what does it mean for kids at that age to be dating like what did he think <laughs> And he really didn't even, like, know and wasn't interested in finding out. So, thank fuck. Like, I was like, what? They're they're doing what? See, I'm not even at that level yet, and I'm dreading it. Yeah. Uh, you have the maturity level of your own child that you have Shut to deal up. with. And then you have... All- <laughs> no, you are a 12-year-old. No, I'm not saying that about you. What I'm saying is, when you're a parent, you have... In your household with your kids, you have their maturity levels. And then you have all these other kids that are all over the fucking place. So I was told, and this was actually the, it was the perfect explanation because in sixth grade, it was just like the worst transition year ever. Hmm. But it it was um, literally the hardest year that my son, my oldest has had in school in general. He's always done so well in school. And it was, it was horrible. Like it was to the point of where he was like upset almost every day. And I was like, oh my God, do I need to like start homeschooling him or something? Oh, look, here we are now. Um, oh, so, oh, the universe did it right? for you. <laughs> right? So here's what I was told. I was told that half the kids that come into sixth grade believe they're 12 going on 25. Mm. And the other half of the kids just want to be kids and play with Legos and Minecraft. But they're all in the same peer group. So that cat, that like that gap between the two, mm-hmm. it becomes a real challenge for them to be able to relate to each other. So I have like a year and a half to prep for this phase, apparently, though I don't think any amount of time will truly get me ready for any of this. I only have eight years. Oh, my God. (laughs) I have to take a breath. (laughs) 
eight years left to prep this child for manhood and I am not ready mentally or physically no. I'm like I am gonna cry I think it's the wine fuck you wine it's no, you know, look, I wasn't ready. And, and also, I have a girl, so I feel like I have the right to say this. But honestly, I wasn't prepared for how nasty middle school girls could be. I, mm. I didn't know that I needed to prepare my minion to handle the drama that was all of a sudden going to appear. Like, and when I say this, like, it was just like the dear, it was the damn weirdest thing I've ever seen. But when I say this, what I mean, when I say drama, I mean, like, girls, like, um soaking up attention from a boy because he's paying attention to him. So then they think like the boy thinks, Oh, she likes me too. And then she basically turns around and goes, what? No. But yet she was like, you know, wanting him to walk her home and all this. It was just like the weirdest thing I've, it was just so nasty. I was not, I wasn't prepared for it at all. Yeah. I think I'm going to have to go back and like watch Degrassi or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Because middle school, as I remember it, was nothing but a bunch of fucking assholes. That's what I remember. Kids trying to figure out their place in the cliques, but then there's backstabbing people who want to get to where they want to be with those certain people. You know, I saw friendships crumble and new friendships form that were just completely toxic. But that was my experience with middle school. And our school had, I think, like three different elementary schools that fed into it. So <laughs> into this one middle school. And which is why a lot of drama happened I believe that's why because when you get all those different schools together and now you know whoever was popular at my school has to fight for their popularity and the new school Mm, it's like a whole thing yeah no I guess I don't know from what I remember school was different for me at that time I went to the same schools like so elementary and middle school with the same people from second grade until freshman year of high school and it was actually the high school transition that was bad for me where everyone around me seemed to change and mature and, and started these clicks and so and I didn't fit into any of that. So I could totally see myself in my minion and I could understand how I was feeling. And so I totally got where he was coming from and it totally broke my heart. It was the hardest thing ever. Oh, I remember the Marco Polos that I would get from you and it would piss me off. I had one moment because it was, I felt like that time frame went on for like a really long time, even though I know it, it was didn't. one year, but it felt forever. It really did. Cause I would get these Marco Polos <laughs> from Courtney and she'd be like pissed. And I'm like, I can feel myself getting like red and hot. I feel myself getting mad now just remembering it. But there was a time frame there where I was seriously looking into booking my ticket to Portland so I could kick this little girl's ass. Like don't fuck with my family. I I will bury you, bitch. <laughs> it is. Yeah. I, what, what I can say from seeing my son go through middle school is that the gap between boys and girls is widening at this time. Like at that time, middle school time, it, it's it's like a huge gap between them. So as moms of boys, we have to, or I guess we are trying to and have to try as hard as we can because you can't always keep up, but to teach them to keep up with the issues that they aren't even equipped to deal with at the maturity level they are at. You know, and as the mama bear that I am, it is so, yeah, it's super damn hard to be on the sideline and not be able to handle a situation for my kid. I really want to. Um, but clearly we can't be beating random children like their children, like their, like their parents should be. Like, I'm going to beat your kid since you obviously aren't taking care of the issue. <laughs> I want to live in that world. Can we do that? No, seriously. <laughs> so I think that one of the things that Courtney and I agree on is that 
100% it's okay for boys to show their emotions. It's healthy and it's the best thing for them. They have to be heard. They have to have a place to let out whatever it is that they're feeling. And I think as a society, we are getting a little better about this. You know, I feel like sharing emotions and like having these journals, you know, like the, um, what kind of journals am I thinking of right now? Anyways, there's a lot of those types of journals where there's meditation journals, there's feelings journals. I know some of you are probably rolling your eyes right now going, oh my God, I don't want to have any of that hippie shit. I don't live in Portland, by the way. So I'm not a hippie. (laughs) uh, Courtney is. But she probably has all these fucking journals and she probably uses them all. But it's a good thing to get your emotions out because even boys, girls, doesn't matter. It's it's freeing and it's good for you. Yep. Absolutely. I think also like movements such as the Me Too movement are necessary and powerful for women that have experienced the horrific things that they have. Uh, But as a mother of a boy, I want also the world to understand that he can also be a victim. And by saying that, I'm not diminishing any other victim. There is no limit to the seats available to the victims. But again, with the society stigmas, men are looked at to be this like stronger gender and the aggressor of all of these situations. However, I think recently we have seen where men can be the victim of sexual violence as well as domestic violence. Yeah. A victim is a victim no matter the gender. Yeah. No, absolutely. And I think actually a good example, and I haven't followed the story super closely, but the recent developments have been the um, the big story with Johnny Depp and um, is it Amanda Heard? Amanda, oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's a big debacle. Is it Amanda I mean, or Amber? Amber. Amber Heard. That's what it is. Sorry. The A number. The a I number knew it was a name. I was like, mm. Amber, <laughs> Amber Heard. Yeah. Um, so quite a while ago, uh, Amber Heard accused Johnny Depp of hitting her and being abusive. So Johnny Depp pretty much lost everything. Like at the time, like he had three more Pirates of the Caribbean movies lined up. He got dropped from those and he had a bunch of issues just because of these allegations. So now he has opened a defamation lawsuit on the other side against her because he has a recording where she admits to hitting him and and, and she was clearly gaslighting him. Um, If you all don't know what gaslighting is, you need to go look it up. But basically it's where um, somebody is abusing you and then constantly is telling you it's not a big deal. I didn't actually hurt you. You weren't bleeding. You didn't need to go to the hospital. Like they are gaslighting you into believing that whatever they've done to you is not that big of a deal. So if you don't understand that, go research it. But um, she was clearly gaslighting him in this recording, which is a real thing. So whether whatever happened between them, they probably they had a very volatile relationship in general. But the fact of the matter is, is that it looks like it's possible that Johnny Depp was as much of a victim as she as she possibly was. Mm-hmm. But nobody cared about that because he's a man. And because she made an accusation and everyone just believed her, and he had told everybody he didn't do these things and that she was cheating on him and all this other stuff, but nobody believed him. And that is like really to my heart. It is that is that my, it is my biggest fear of having male children is that they are not able to voice being a victim because nobody believes that men can be right. Like that, all of that, what she just said <laughs> is one of my biggest fears too. So one of the things that I, uh, you know, personally am glad that I don't have to cover with my son 
is all that women shit that we go through once a month. That lovely aunt flow. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. No, these are some of my favorite conversations, white boys. I actually make <laughs> them understand what women go through. So they aren't uh, completely caught off guard. But one of the reasons I also do that, I mean, they have a sister. So they also are going to see her go through those things and mm-hmm. they need to have respect. So I think the big thing for me has always been is teaching my boys to respect those things. You don't talk about girls' bras. You don't comment on the extra bathroom breaks they take. You respect their privacy and you give them the proper amount of distance because you know, I, I told my daughter this because it's, again, I'm on both sides of the coin. I'm having to deal with these things on both sides. My daughter started wearing, you know, she's young, but she had to start wearing little, little sports bras. Right. Mm -hmm. So she, you can, and I told her, I said, you do not talk to anybody about this. Nobody's allowed to touch you. That's in general anyways. But if anyone like, especially like if nobody's teaching their children, I guess, or boys just still, is it just like an inherent thing that they think is okay is like to snap bras. So I am still very, a thing. It's still a thing, dude. Oh, it's still a thing. So I, I was very adamant with my boys about how these things are not your business. You keep your damn hands to yourself, you know, and I want everybody to teach their boys that and also teach their girls how to do the same things. Like you don't need to be showing those things off or you don't need to be talking to it. You know, like there has to be proper on both sides. Yeah. You know, but the flip side to the ant flow coin is the other thing that boys do. You know, masturbation. <laughs> Have you had to do that conversation yet? Or are you letting your husband cover that oh, shit? Oh, no. Nope. I allow my hu- my hubby covers that. He, ma- <laughs> he made me, he makes me have the sex talks though. What? Yeah. So, <laughs> so you got to have the talk with the boys about that. Wow. Yep. Wow. I mean, I guess I sort of had the sex talk with my cub. Remember everybody at Disneyland? <laughs> that was not my happiest moment <laughs> at Disneyland, I will tell you. And I'll never forget it. But I am pretty sure I talked about that in depth on a past podcast. I don't remember. It was like in January yeah. or some shit like I don't that. Remember, I don't know. But I know you did, yeah. It's not one of my favorite subjects. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, so the oldest and I have had a, a detailed conversation. He started going through sex ed at, at school. So I just answered questions and made sure he had all the info that I thought was appropriate for his age. Because sex ed doesn't teach them everything. So mm-hmm. there's certain things like, uh, for instance, he went through two years. Like they have sex ed every year in middle school. And I want to say it was seventh grade. After that, he still didn't know what condoms were. They hadn't told them. Like the hadn't taught him. Yeah. So we had that conversation. Um, so the middle minion, he hasn't really talked about it too much, but he has the basic information. So when do they even start talking about sex ed anyway? Um, well, so here it's middle school. Uh, well, so my fifth grader was just about to have his, uh, course on basic body development, but they're doing that on just their own genders. Like that, you know, yeah. girls had the girls. So, you know, uh, so I, but shit, I don't know how they're going to do that with distance learning. I don't know if they're going to somehow, maybe they'll have us show the kids, the videos. Cause it's just, it was a video that they were going to oh. watch. Oh, we've all seen that video. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So next year I'm going to get more questions about this shit. I'm fucking done. We better not be in quarantine then. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yep. Friend be ready. I'm not. So anyways, so that's it. At the end of the day, we're just two moms and friends trying to keep our shit together lipstick off our teeth keep the kids alive and enjoy every moment if you want to send us your mom stories especially since you're locked up right now with them (laughs) 
<laughs> or a topic you'd like us to chat about on our podcast, please email us at momswhosaythefword at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram with our handle at momswhosaythefword. And remember, if you can't say something nice, well, maybe we can do a Zoom call. <laughs> Don't forget to tune in next week for a brand new episode. And if you liked what you heard today, please leave us a five-star rating wherever you have found our podcast. It really helps us. Till then, these moms are fucking out. Out.